welcome to Out of Tim, a time travel podcast with your hosts, Tim Fulton and William Mount. Looper. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I watched this movie again today and the entire time I just thought, how am I going to jam your name into this title? (laughs) Oh, yeah, because we haven't come. I'll figure it out. Loop Tim. Tim Timper. In my head, it's just Tooper. <laughs> Loop Tim. Yeah. I'll get it. I'll figure it out. We'll, fi- we'll, we'll figure it out by the time pun. this comes along. Yeah. You, you know already. Yeah. You, you have folks that listening. advantage. Uh, Looper, uh, written and directed by Ryan Johnson, starring um, Bruce Willis and my boy JGL, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yes. In some makeup. To look like a younger Bruce Willis for some reason. I don't know why they had to do that. Well, and it's interesting because when the film came out, that's all the press talked about. They were like, it's a time travel movie by this unknown director who we now know as the director of The Last Jedi and writer of The Last Jedi. Ryan Johnson also wrote this one, right? Yes. This was written and directed by him. He also did another movie called Brick with yes. JGL. It's also very good. So I've seen Brick. I saw Brick when it first came out. I was working for, for those of you in Columbus, I was working for the Columbus Alive at the time who had a film festival, and that was like our opening okay. night nice. film. Yeah. He was not there because well, it was course. a... <laughs> it was Columbus. Oh, it was, no, <laughs> not the Columbus part. I love but Columbus. A small alternative also, yeah. weekly film festival. That's true. With no sort of, you know, that's true. We picked some films and showed them. That's a good film to choose. Yeah, it was. It's fantastic, and I highly recommend it. Um, and a lot of the work that Ryan Johnson has done has featured the same sort of stead of actors. Yeah. Uh, similar to folks like Kevin Smith or um, any any independent film. Yeah. Well, maker. and even Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Like, yeah. You know uses Frank Darabont like yeah. all these people use the like the same they have, yeah. they have their crew of people that they're going to pick and because they work well together yeah, yeah. cuz it's good yep walk us through the plot looper um takes place in the year 2044 um it is right a, before the theoretical singularity yes it is about um <laughs> <laughs> it's important yeah, you can't base a film after that that's true um it is about um these "Quote unquote hitmen," I guess they're called um, loopers mm-hmm. that are in charge of taking out people that are sent back in time. Um, so what had happened? Time time travel was invented in the future f- from their future. Mm-hmm. It was then outlawed, and it was only used by like uh, gangs and you know, criminals. Um, it Should is. Should we just play the monologue, the voiceover here? <laughs> Because we can explain the entire premise of the film. Well, I'm just trying to get people into it. If yeah. You, so the sorry, I wasn't being critical. No, I, I know. it's actually a, I think, a slight fault of the film that they explain so oh, much. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but there is a whole lot. There, the there's a lot going on. It's almost right. like two films in one because mm-hmm. the second half, I forgot all about Emily Blunt being in it. So, oh yeah, it's yeah. an entire yeah. yeah. So put in the time travel music yeah. there. Uh, Paul Dano's great in it. Um, so you find out that the time travel they use in the movie is strictly a one-way time travel. Right. They're they're put in a orb-like thing. That so this is the first time we've dealt with one-way time travel. Yes. Okay. So um, they sent 
the the criminals in the future sent one guy back that is played by Jeff Daniels. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically just starts a criminal empire and takes over the city that they're in. Um, and the the criminals of the future uh, start sending back uh, people they want taken care of. The loopers kill them, take the gold and silver that's on their backs. Right. And, you know, they turn half of it in. Well, they're, they're supposed to turn, I think, all of it in to get paid. But right. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character has been taking half of it in and then saving the other half. Right. Which there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. Jeff Daniels makes clear. Yeah, he's like, hey, we're cool. We're going to let that slide. Um, so eventually, a looper will take out a person, and on the back of them is a bunch of gold pieces, and that is... More gold than they would normally get. Right, and that is themselves 30 years in the future, and that is what they call closing the loop. Which is why they call them loopers. Yes. Um, so in the movie... Um, you start seeing Joseph Gordon-Levitt, whose character is... They also have these gu- cool guns called blunderbusses. Um, they're like shotguns, but like... They're I think, so, all they are are really sawed-off shotguns. Yeah, they're just futuristic shotguns. Um, they're not even futuristic. They're just sawed-off shotguns. Well, the barrel's different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, no. Yeah, you're right. It's just a sh- sawed-off shotgun. I think blunderbusses... And blunderbuss is a are, term. I mean, that's... It's a, a real... Yeah, it's like an old school... They used to look like uh, like a horn was at the end of the gun. Right. So... It's just a... It's a shock. It's a shitty... Well, not shitty, but it's a uh, non... Uh, concise, concise, non. It's not that accurate. It's just, yes, it's, it's not. It's like yeah. if you're gonna fire from the hip for anything, they say it. Anything after 15 feet, you're gonna miss it. Anything before that, I can't miss. Right. Um. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, um, starts. Uh, there's like a montage of all the loopers getting their loops closed and then right. celebrating. You also find out that his character is an addict. Um. And they have these this drug that's like an eye drop thing, mm-hmm. which, as far as like futuristic drugs go, is pretty pretty accurate. Yeah, for, yeah, you know, like a hallucinogenic. Yeah. Um, then what? Is and it? it is. It's important to point out a pretty dystopian. Yeah. Not cool. Uh, just Gordon Levitt has some mom issues. Yeah, it's not a uh, great. It's like future to look no forward one wants to. to live in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So one of the uh, loopers does not close his loop. Mm-hmm. And that is Paul Dano's character. Forgive me for not remembering everybody's name. I haven't seen it a million times. I've just seen it a handful. Yeah. I, I own the movie. It's just... Um, so Paul Dano's character uh, starts talking to his looper or to him, his future self. And that's like mistake number one. The fact that he just fucking... Well, he lets, him into, <laughs> he lets himself into his own head, yeah, right? Yeah. And then he takes off and he doesn't have it in him to shoot him. Right. So he realizes he messed up. His uh, future self is on the run. And Paul Dano... And then the film gets cool and gross. Yeah. Like everything else is like conceptually, this is really interesting. Right. So this is like a real time... I guess the way they do future stuff is is a real time type thing. It's not an alternate timeline. There's no divergent paths. It's if this happens to you then, it happens to you there. There's no way right. to change it. Uh, which is another thing to note about their idea of what the how time travel would work. Absolutely. It's, it's this linear. Is, I would like to point out for <laughs> listeners, this is how long it took yeah. for us to be able to start talking about the varying theories of time, of time travel, travel yeah. and like how how it affects other things. Yeah. Do you create a divergent path or do you, you know, does yeah. it actually it's time things? linear and there's no way to change it at right. all. It is what it is. 
Uh, so their theory is that it is what it is, or at least what they're doing in this. Um, Paul Dano's character hides out in Joseph Gordon-Levitt's, um, I should look up their names, whatever, uh, safe. He's got like a floorboard safe type thing. Where he's keeping half of his silver. Yep. Um, and then Jeff Daniels' character brings him in because they, they realize he's probably hiding out there. and um, Or that he, they're friends. They're friends, they at least yeah. Know yeah, he might know where on, he's right. at. So Jeff Daniels convinces him to turn him in. Um, he says, hey, we'll let you keep half that silver. We don't really care. We're just going to, you know, just do it. And You just need to let us know yeah. where this guy is, right? Yeah. So they go there and they grab Paul Dano. Seth, by the way. Seth, Seth is Paul, Paul Dano. Dano. Okay. So future Seth is running about and all of a sudden he notices on his arm he's about to jump over a fence so he escapes he them is, trying to get him yeah he's he's yeah. missing in this scenario so gotcha. they just want to find present day seth because mm-hmm. that's going to lead them to future seth and theoretically just, because you can do stuff yeah to present day seth right that affects because they ask him what the, he was going to do he goes well it's tricky you can't mess with the timeline otherwise we could we could ruin some things he goes but what we're going to do is going to kind of push the limits yeah so future Seth is climbing a fence and notices an arrow on his, on his wrist. Just a fucking scar. Like a scar. Yeah. Like literally an arrow pointing towards himself. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, maybe he should look up his sleeve. And as soon as you see that, if when you, you know, the first time watching the film, it's like, Oh yeah. Oh, this is going to get They're in the midst of writing. Meet us at this address. Right. On his forearm. Yeah. And so you realize they're... they're Let's be mu- clear. Carving. Yeah, carving. That they're into mu- his far- forearm. They're mutilating him to get his attention in the future. Yeah. Uh, and they don't stop at that. They just keep going. So he yeah. starts missing fingers. And uh, apologies if you're like freaked out by this. They start fucking with his nose. Uh, they take out... He grabs a car. So he, start, he finally starts to like drive towards this address. They take off a foot. <laughs> <laughs> like they, his tongue. Yeah, they're messing yeah. him up real bad. Uh, so he finally gets to this address, knocks on the door, door opens, and you just see a gun come out and finish him off. So that loop is now closed. Really gruesome because it's not gruesome because there's no blood, no, right? Because it's, it's just like it's just things disappearing, a la Back to the Future, Marty's hand disappearing, kind of, but like a better kind of, but a better technology, but a better, but the the scene where he crashes the car after he's yeah. lost a foot, gets out of the car and and starts hobbling hobbling and yelling and then you realize he's lost his tongue so he can't yell anymore and then he loses another piece of his leg while he's going towards his story it's just like oh my god conceptually you've executed this so fucking well yeah right um and in the background from the dude who opened the door and shot him you can see seth you don't see seth but you realize there's a dude in the background like a surgeon mutilating seth to get that dude's attention so let's point out the sort of uh hole in that is seth then for the 30 years (laughs) after will look like that well one will look like that oh but he no longer has to kill anybody, right? Yeah. So that's actually not... Yeah. Okay. After they close their loop... That's sorry. We should say that. After they close their loop, after they shoot the they future selves... They get a payday. Selves, a big payday. They get payday. a payday, and then they're done, they're done murdering future people. Right. So it's, it's... They live out their life. Yeah. They live out what they know will be 30 more years. So, and then very quickly... Um, so this is... I, I remember this being different, but the way this plays out... Um, 
Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. Joe. Joe. Is it Joe? It is oh, Joe. That's easy. Uh, Joe um, is at the field where he normally takes out people. They send future Joe back. He re- Well, it, so normally they come back with hoods on. Right. He does not have a hood. Uh, Bruce Willis gets it back, which is future Joe. Uh, he, they lock eyes. So like, he knows this is, this is it. Uh, he starts to get up and run away and young Joe shoots future Joe with a blunderbuss in the back where he's got all the gold strapped to him. Right. He then future so he's using it as back to back, the future yeah, style, yeah. a, uh, uh, <laughs> a bulletproof vest. Yeah. Future Joe picks up one of the gold bricks that falls off, throws it at, Past Joe goes up and knocks him out. He like he rushes him and knocks him out. You're getting very specific here. Okay, sorry. Get it a little bit higher. Let, may I read you? Yes. How w- Wikipedia explains this? <laughs> sorry, I'm faithing it. Is what I call no, it's going okay. to too much detail. So immediately, this. old Seth who goes to the address and is killed. That's what it says. Yes. New paragraph. When Joe's next target arrives, it is his older self with his face uncovered and hands unbound. Yeah. Before Joe can kill him, old Joe shields himself, knocks young Joe unconscious and escapes. Returning to his apartment, young Joe fights with Kid Blue only to fall off a fire escape and black yeah. out. Kid Blue is the... Is, is the sort of henchman. Yeah, of he's Jeff, like the right-hand man, yeah. Right, who is also in Brick and is fantastic in yeah. it. Um. New paragraph. In another timeline. Yeah, so this is the weird thing. He's fallen down, and they jump to... An alternate timeline. An alternate what timeline. What else could have happened yeah. when Bruce Willis shows up? He comes back, he shoots him. Bruce Willis being old Joe. Yeah. In the alternate timeline, he closes his loop. Mm-hmm. So... And then And then montage. montage of the next 30 <laughs> years. So you see uh, him cash in all his money... He then goes to Paris because that's where he says he cash it in. He spends it quickly. He's well over the course. Oh of like yeah, 10 he years. does get all he, the cash. Yeah, he actual, cashes it like all the gold. Money, yeah, yeah. Uh, goes over to Paris, lives out there for a while, still doing drugs, um, still doing crime to make money. He is no longer charming. Right. Yeah. Right. He's, he's, he's no longer. He's, no, he's the just an evil dude. Character that you thought you had already gotten yeah. to know. So like twenty three years after this, um, old Joe meets a lady. She helps clean him up gets him off drugs and he spends the next seven years happy like yeah. for, for once. Um, and then the people come and they try to, this is where they're trying to close the loop. They track him down. Uh, his wife gets shot in, in the interim. Mm-hmm. Um, this sends him into a rage. He ends up taking out the three dudes and then he hatches this plan to go back in time to stop the man in the future who's doing all this mm-hmm. as a kid. So this is basically... Well, it's not even a hatched plan. It's literally right before his wife gets killed. Yeah. And the basically the world is crumbling around right. him. Someone gives him this series of Oh, numbers. that's right. Yeah, that's right. right. So, yeah, he they were looking into and this already. And he doesn't already. even know what they are. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this was a possibility anyway that they were going to do this. Um, he then... Um, goes back in time and thus creating the alternate timeline that is now him running away. As Wikipedia puts it, overpowering his captors, Joe sends himself back to <laughs> 2044, thereby altering history. Yeah. When Joe arrives, he evades and in- incapacitates young Joe before escaping. Yeah, and then, so this this whole plot line kind of turns, the second half of the movie kind of turns into 
if you could go back in time and kill baby Hitler, would you? Uh huh. <laughs> right. So it's been introduced in the film in very vague ways that there is. Oh yeah. Tell because, because even before Joe's loop comes back, uh, it's inferred, Hey, doesn't it seem odd to you that a whole bunch of loops are all getting closed yeah. at the same time? What could possibly be going on? And there's another thing we need to talk about is 10% of the population has, uh, they call it TK, but it's just telekinesis. Right. And everybody thought they were going to get superheroes and the most they can do is just move coins. Yeah, subplot. Subplot. Um, so yeah, so old Joe is now looking for the younger version, the child version of the guy. He believes there's this evil man who he has never met. Yeah. Who is referred to as the Rainmaker? Yeah, and it's the Rainmaker who is <laughs> not the John Grisham novel. Not correct. <laughs> it's the Rainmaker who is in control of everything. Yeah. It is basically this, you know, sight unseen leader. Yeah, that is closing all the loops, doing evil things, control literally controlling all criminal empires, consolidating power. Yeah, this man must be stopped. Yeah, hence. Bruce Willis believes I'm going to go back and I'm going to stop it. Yeah. Because that would save my wife. Yeah. Even if I never meet her. Right. So it does, it, the conundrums become super interesting. Yeah. Of like, I'm going to save my wife, but because I saved my wife, I'm never going to meet her. Well, no, his whole thing was he wanted to have it all. So he wanted, then he, he, him taking out Rainmaker as a kid thought that he was still going to eventually meet his wife. He thought it was like destined that they were going to meet. Yeah. So that's, so after he goes back. And, so let me try yeah. and I think I can concisely do this. Yeah, okay. Yes. Young Joe has let his loop escape. Yes. Hence he is on the run. Yes. He literally goes on the run, which welcome to time travel. Old Joe starts having new memories. Yeah. Of what's going on. Mm -hmm. They have this, what at the time the press would tell you was this really engaging scene where old Bruce Willis looks at young Joseph Gordon-Levitt with prosthetics on, and it's so cool that movie magic. <laughs> it wasn't that great. It was a good scene uh, where time travel is discussed, but it's not that... Are, like, you, are you talking about the diner scene? Yeah, the diner scene. Yeah. It's not that revolutionary. Right. Um, so... Uh, he does the thing where he carves onto his hand. Uh, yes, the, the waitress at the diner, and he's like, you know, there's a <laughs> there's a waitress here with a shorter name. It works you on could the have, You could have carved <laughs> yeah. less into your arm. I think it's funny how old Joe really does pick on young Joe for being just a dumb idiot, like a young, like you know nothing. You know what I mean? Like he has no. He's, and it he's is a cranky himself, old man, but yeah, he's to, he's right? literally talking down to it. Like he knows. It, I mean, think about you ten years ago or fifteen years ago. How you're like, I fucking knew nothing. Like, yeah, I was but so, I don't think I would be. I don't have that outlook. I don't think. I I want to talk. I want as we think about your wife had been murdered. <laughs> yeah, I would be crazy. <laughs> now you're angry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would. And be this crankier. and this young punk is doing because he tells him he goes, show me your picture. I'll. I'll go out and and I'll never, never fucking, fucking see her, see her. And, and it's like you'll have to figure fuck out about it. You. So he's like, that's how heartless he is. Right. So now they're at odds with one another in that diner scene. Like a lot, a lot gets explained in that. Yeah. Um. 
you also find out like it comes to you that nobody else is in that diner at some point. So then they realize they're kind of surrounded. Right. So going back to Wikipedia, he, old Joe explains that he intends to save his future wife by killing the rainmaker as a child, yeah. which is your killing Hitler as a kid reference. Kid Blue and several other Gatmen arrive at the diner <laughs> and a gunfight ensues. Young Joe collects a corner of old Joe's map yes. as both escape. So those, uh, you don't know what they are yet quite, Yeah. but uh, spoiler, 10 minutes later, you find out that that number was the date uh, and time, excuse me, the date that a child was born and a certain hospital. Yeah. And so he's mapped out where these kids There's were three born. three different ones at and, the same time. Yeah, and he's literally going to just kill kids. Yeah, which is which, a very dark part of this movie that yes. he has no problems murdering children. Yes. I want to see... So they skip ahead. I want to see... Well, there's a there's a great scene at the end of this diner thing where Joseph Gordon-Levitt, shoot, he's shooting at old Joe as well next to the other Gatman. Right. And then he realizes... Like, he, he gets upset and he throws his pistol on the ground and then he realizes, oh, shit, they can capture me and do the same shit. So he takes <laughs> off and gets on the bike that Seth had and he yeah. takes off into the cornfield. I... Is that how you read that? Yeah. I read that as him trying to misdirect the dumbass. Oh, no. I, I, I read it as, oh, shit, they can fucking capture me and start torturing me like they did Seth. Oh, I totally read it as I'm... what What's his name? Kid... Uh, Kid Blue. Kid Blue. That literally he's sort of like, well, all I can do is cartoonishly act like... <laughs> Oh shit! He got away again. Oh gosh! I thought he was really frustrated, and then it dawned on him that no. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know. We'll get Ryan Johnson just, on the line. No, just call Joseph. <laughs> oh yeah, call Joe. Call JGL. Up. Yeah. Hey, what was your influence for this scene? Yeah. Did you and Ryan talk about it? Did you? I didn't get a chance to ask him about that part. Right. <laughs> I was more concerned about the baby Hitler aspect of it. Uh, because his theory is just race Hitler different. Spoilers. So, old Joe begins to, uh, excuse me, young Joe follows the map uh, to a farm uh, where a woman named Sarah and her son, Sid, live. Yeah. Um, Sarah, because he literally, he stole a corner of this map. This is a point on the map that was marked. Sarah recognizes the number that's written on the map as Sid's birthday, her son, his birthday, and a hospital code. Yeah. Joe then realizes, excuse me, young Joe realizes that old Joe is going to kill all of the children that were born on this day, yeah. not knowing which will become the rainmaker. Yeah. Uh, so he stays at the farm to wait for Joe. Yeah. This is also our opportunity to see the beauty that is Emily Blunt. Oh, yeah. In her badass uh, character in this yeah. film. Take no shit. Take no shit. Yeah. And be hot. And, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, so in the meantime, young young Blue gets uh, kind of thrown off to the side because he let him he let him escape. Yeah. Um, and so Kid Blue. Kid, sorry, Kid Blue. Uh, Jeff Daniels punishes him by taking away his gun and kind of kick him out of the Gatman type thing. So yeah. now he's like thrown out. Uh, he kind of figures out on his own what Bruce Willis is up to, sorry, old Joe. Mm -hmm. And so he starts to track him down. Um, 
Bruce Willis is going, he's killed one kid. The second kid he finds out is JGL's uh, lady friend from the beginning of the movie. How you discover that, sorry, also a subplot. Piper uh, Paribas. Uh, basically how you discover he has mommy issues. Yeah. <laughs> right. Who's a stripper. Yeah. And a prostitute. Yeah. Which is fine. I think that's cool. Um, so yeah, so he waits for him there. Um, and he ends up capturing old Joe um, as he went in. Uh, he tases him and then brings old Joe to Jeff Daniels' place. This is probably the coolest part of the whole movie is old Joe taking out all the gap men. Yes. Uh, he, he, Kid Blue is an idiot through and through. Um, he gets shot by old Joe. You're old, skipping a whole oh, am part. I? Okay, sorry. Go. <laughs> so, young Joe is hanging out at the farm. Right. Then, all of a sudden, another gap man named Jesse shows oh, up. Oh, yeah, that's right who is looking for both Joes yeah. and just doesn't know what to do. Right. Uh, Sid and young Joe Hyde. Uh, later that night, uh, Sarah and young Joe just happened to... Um, oh, yeah, they did it. They copied <laughs> Uh And Sarah, at that time, reveals that Sid, the kid... By the way, this is like a five-year-old kid. Yeah. Really, like, cute, funny. Really like, good actor for a kid. Yeah. Well, also, it's like, don't show any emotion. Oh, that's yeah. what the kid is doing. Yeah. So yeah. that's, from an acting point of view, <laughs> Yeah, easy. break it down. Easy. <laughs> uh, the, the kid's great. Yeah. Um, Sarah reveals that he has special TK slash telekinesis powers. Um, the powers are revealed to be even stronger uh, when Sarah ends up having to hide in a safe when oh, he's yeah. having a tantrum. Like, yeah. literally, she is in, like, a, well, a fucking safe. Yeah. Uh, in the morning uh, after that, uh, young Joe uh, wakes up to find um, Jesse, the other Gap Man, is back, uh, holding Sarah at gunpoint in the living room, frightened, Sid comes down the stairs like poor, like yeah. sleepy eyed kid is like, you're threatening my mom, ends up tripping and falling down the stairs. Yeah, because he, he pointed a gun at him and the kid freaked out and fell. Yeah. And as a result of that, uh, <laughs> did the coolest. Yeah. Like, basically the kid, everything sort of goes mute. Like the thing they do when there's like a car crash, yeah. like there's no sound. Yeah. Everything moves super slowly. And it's just the kid screaming. Yeah. His hair starts blowing in the wind. And the Jesse, the Gap Man, starts floating. <laughs> and the blood being extracted yeah. from him from no wound. Right. Uh, and Sarah grabs young Joe and is like, hey, um, well, I know he, he doesn't, yeah, it's not being said, but it's like, hey, we gotta get the fuck yeah, out of here right now or we're gonna die too. They're going to grab him as he's fallen, but really she's grabbing young Joe, like he'll be fine. It's a great, <laughs> like, he's killing this guy, we better go because yeah. he's gonna kill us inadvertently because yeah. he's five. Yeah, he can't control it yet. Um, so at that point, literally, that's the point where young Joe realizes that Sid is gonna become the rainmaker. That's right. Uh, and at the same time that old Joe will now know this. Yeah, old Joe now sees that. So all the focus is on the farm now, right yeah. after it's all destroyed. Then, then old Joe takes out all the Gatmen. 
Right. Then Kid Blue gets yeah. old Joe somehow. I forget he, how. He tases him at uh, the stripper's house when he goes in there. Oh, uh, when he goes to kill the yeah. second kid. Yeah. Okay. He was waiting on him. Tases him, brings him back. He gets out of it. Uh just fucking wipes the floor with all these dudes. It's one of the cool scenes. It's a great scene. Yeah. Um, and then f- figures out that they had the spot marked anyways on the map that they were all going to go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he heads back. You see him driving up in one of the trucks. Also, young, uh, Kid Blue wakes up, sees the part on the map that they were going to, and um, he realizes that everything's out there. So now we got old Joe showing up. Young Joe standing his ground. Mm-hmm. Blunderbuss out in the road. He told, uh, what's Emily Blunt's character's name? Sarah. Sarah. He told Sarah, hey, pack up. They're going to be here in 10 minutes. Start driving away from the city. Uh, in the midst of him firing at old Joe, mm-hmm. uh, Kid Blue shows up on that hover bike, <laughs> and uh, he ends up dying. So <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It just doesn't sort matter. of... He dies. Fucks uh, up Sarah he, yeah. escaping. Yeah, so then old Joe runs into the cornfield, and uh, this this truck that uh, old Joe is driving is loaded up with all its gold. He was trying to bribe young Joe, like, "Hey, man, go live your life." Right. You don't, nobody's going to be coming after you at this point. We're good. Well, he's literally. This phrase has never worked better. He's literally setting himself up. Yeah. 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 Uh, and he doesn't want any of that. Uh, he's on, he's on the team of because uh, young Joe did try to kill uh, the kid Sid. After he realizes, you know, he's like, oh, he's got to be stopped because th- this is how he becomes the rainmaker. And this is, you know, now right. he's kind of on old Joe's side. Then he sees the kid crying. And, and he realizes like, he has a change of heart. Right. And he realizes it's a fucking kid. Yeah. Yeah. We can do something about this. Yeah. Um, maybe you can change the future. Maybe, yeah. So old Joe goes chasing after. Um, oh, no. They start driving at old Joe in the truck. Mm-hmm. The kid tells him to stop. Um Tells his mom to stop. He then gets upset, flips the truck. Am I skipping over? I don't think I'm skipping nope. over. Okay, with yeah. his telekinesis. Flips the truck with his telekinesis, and then uh, they get out of the truck and start running. Old Joe starts chasing after him, shooting. Mom makes a standoff. Uh, the kid, he sees his mom about to be shot at some point. He does the whole telekinesis thing again. Sid's face is grazed by a bullet and he That's creates a telekinesis, telekinetic blast, but yeah. is calmed by Sarah yes. before he can kill them. Yes. That's what it is. Uh, so then she stands him up and tells him to run. And that's where she makes a stand to say, hey, please don't, please don't kill him. Uh, and that's where J- young Joe runs up on the scene, realizing what's about to take place. He says, I see this loop endlessly repeating. Of yeah. Just like this kid who sees his mom get shot. Uh, is alone, angry, terrified, and grows up to be the rainmaker, and then a man who sees his wife get shot, like that's just and a- in voiceover reveals his motivation. Yes, and-, and I from Wikipedia, realizing that Sarah's death will turn Sid into the rainmaker, yeah. young Joe commits suicide, erasing old Joe's existence, saving Sarah, and preventing Sid from becoming the rainmaker. Yeah. yeah. That's a wonderful movie. Like it, <laughs> <laughs> it is. I, sorry, I'm laughing, but because it's hard to explain with right the you know the time travel. So their linear version of time travel, it kind of you know guides them in one direction. It doesn't mm-hmm. really leave a lot of areas to kind of work around. I think. Well, what's interesting, I think, is it doesn't quite explain. I'm sorry, it actually does. Be, sorry, I was going to say like when 
old Joe first comes back, it's like there's two choices. Yeah. But they're kind of aren't. Well, it's either a loop or it's not. Right? Yeah. That time is a loop. Yeah. Or a flat circle, according to Matthew right. McConaughey. <laughs> that it's, uh, you know, either he kills him right there, but then he gets to travel forward yeah. and he's going to have to come back eventually right. with what he knows. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you know, you put it in a good way that if it's linear, then it's going to guide. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, some things I want to talk about, uh, about their version of the future. Um, Mm -hmm. they didn't really make a whole lot of like crazy things with technology. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like the truck she drives the most like futuristic thing about it is that it looks like it has like a fuel conversion kit on it. All the cars seem to have a fuel conversion kit. They take like an exhaust from the exhaust then goes back into the fuel line and then just kind of cycles. Well, there are hover capabilities. There's hover. There's ho- some hover capabil- capabilities, but like even his like fancy car that he drives when he goes out to get high with his boys is like a Mazda Miata or something like that. It is exactly yeah. a Mazda Miata. <laughs> yeah. Well, but there's like a hov- there's hover motorcycles. Yeah. I assume there's hover cars. There are drone um, fertilizing things oh, yeah. at the farm. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm she just was think, trying up. to think through all the technology that's there. It didn't seem like anything too crazy for what 30 years in the future for yeah. this movie was made yeah. nothing like as outlandish as like say back to the future is 30 years in the future of what that was gonna gonna be right so it's it's a we're little, all gonna have flying cars it's all it's all kind of grounded well but not necessarily scientific advancement but a uh i don't want to call it a humanitarian advancement but the telekinesis yeah aspect of things right is they refer to it as a mutation. A mutation, yeah. 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 But it was but they make fun of it. Yeah. It's like, oh, it everybody thought we were all gonna get special powers and now it's just a bunch of assholes and bars <laughs> spinning quarters over yeah. their hands. Because yeah. that literally is what anybody else can do. Yeah. But then the natural evolution of that was this kid, yeah. the Rainmaker. Yeah. I hope he does good stuff now. Yeah, I know. I kinda want a sequel to it to see you know what I mean? Like with where he could be, they could make a trilogy out of it. Yeah, I mean the the argument is that I think this is going to be one of the unique films that we talk about because it's not time travel actually isn't a big part of it. Right. It's a lit. It's almost like you could use a different vehicle to accomplish everything yeah. that it does. Yeah. Other than it's your old self. Right. But I bet you could even do it a different way, too. Possibly. Of like, hey, you were supposed to assassinate this guy, but it wasn't really delivered this way. Right. He's got a different motivation now. And because there is never this, there is a little bit of feeling bad for Bruce Willis. It, but it goes away as soon as he starts murdering kids. Like when they're at, when they're at the exactly. diner, when they're at the diner, and he's talking about how much he loved this lady, and then he's calling Young Joe an idiot because he hasn't even met her yet. You know what I mean? Like, right? You're like, like oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah, life is important. Yeah. And then you killed kids. Yeah. And you started and, murdering children for your your ultimate goal. And I'm pretty sure if you would have asked your wife, she probably wouldn't have wanted that. So like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like to save me, you have to start. You have to murder three children. Yeah, I think I'm word, right on that. They don't use, uh, they don't use this phrase, 
But when you think about it, it truly is a quote-unquote ultimate solution. Yeah. And a phrase like <laughs> ultimate solution doesn't gain a whole lot of sympathy with an audience. No. Um, but yeah, the premise of time travel in that film, the sort of lo-fi way it happens. Like yeah. literally when people travel... It's back in time. They literally just get into what looks like a cement mixer. It's 12 monkeys esque on their vehicle for time travel for, for what it is, or even like primer esque. No primers is just like a little box with like a bunch of wires and copper around it. And you're just like somehow time, you know what I mean? They don't even go into great details to how that actually works or (laughs) not important. Yeah. They don't care. You just get sent back to this date. Like, I don't know if it's like a, it's it, it's a one way 30 year deal or what? Like you don't really know. So huh. I just, just to wind this up, I'm, you know, are we going to have to do Bill and Ted's excellent adventure? Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, shit. We luckily don't have to do bogus journey, but there's, there's, there's the, time travel and bogus journey. Is there? Um, which no. one? No, that's bogus little, journey is just death, death but I do yeah. want to talk about the idea of station. Okay. We we'll just include it. it. Yeah. yeah, we won't do a two-parter. Right. We'll just, you know. Just tack that one on. We'll do, here's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and the fun parts of Bogus Journey. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, is that good on Looper then? Yeah, I think we're good on Looper. I enjoy that movie a lot. It's great. I, yeah. I actually do too, yeah. as much as we're shitting on it. Yeah. It's just easy to, Find. once you see it a couple of times. Right. Um. But the acting's really good. Again, both of us really like Ryan Johnson. Uh, despite criticisms, I like The Last Jedi. Last Jedi is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Sorry, guys. Sorry, friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe should have started him off with a tangential story. Yeah. Maybe. Could, I would like start to... Start him off that yeah. way. But, yeah. I could, I could have seen him do like a Rogue One-esque type movie. Rogue One's the best Star Wars movie, so... Oh, shit. Yeah. Laying it down. Well, that just happened. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can reach us at info at atatim.com. Hit us up at a Tim pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and let us know your varying theories on time travel. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, share, subscribe, rate, review, all that fun stuff of the podcast. Tell your friends or, right. en- or enemies. Thanks. <laughs> out of Tim is a loud cat podcast production. Find us online at outatim.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. Thanks for listening.